It just it just turns out that actually these cars have like a built-in like air pad. They're incredibly well made. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Like everyone's doing fine. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> everyone survives. Turns out. <laughs> the software update added weird like jetpack technology yeah, to the car. It turns out the cars can fly now. Oh, so. the, all the cars go plummeting off, and it's a long pause, and then they all yeah, come yeah. flying out. <laughs> That that's ending. excellent oh that's man good. that's the kind of ending that i like because that's the kind of ending that goes uh what was the point of this movie <laughs> everyone i'm ryan and i'm seth and welcome back to the writer's room game show it's the podcast where every week we generate an original feature film idea from scratch in under 60 minutes working from a set of random prompts given to us by a big hollywood studio at the beginning of every episode the studio which is really just an iphone shortcut assigns us the contestants a new project consisting of four components the genre the tone the demographic and a studio mandate the studio mandate by the way is basically just a random thing the studio is requiring we then have one hour to develop a feature film idea that fits the assigned criteria with the surprise roadblock along the way we don't know when it will be or what it will be and at the end of the episode we'll focus group the idea with someone from the target audience of which we were assigned we'll ask them four questions and the answers to those questions will determine whether or not we are successful as people as people not as uh, podcast hosts or oh, writers it will determine the value of our life the worth of our just, existence yes uh, and if they answer negatively those questions we will quit screenwriting altogether and then do it again next week or will we i think we'll have some regular you know bonus episodes or something i don't know this might knows. even be a bonus episode do we have a sponsor on this one no uh, one even knows no one knows but what people do know is that you can rate and review our podcast on apple podcasts i knew that and you know what actually real quick let's uh let's pull up our podcast on I apple podcast and absolutely excellent episode to do that uh writer's room game show apple Podcasts is going in google we're gonna read a few of these reviews you know you could be featured on this podcast if you left a review yourself and where would um, they do this they'd go on to the podcast app don't yeah. go to the app store and comment on the podcast app that's not going to do anything for us. Although maybe it will. Maybe that'd be good marketing. Go to the app store, go to the podcast app and type whatever you want about the writer's room game show. <laughs> and you review the literal app <laughs> review itself. The literal app itself. <laughs> Let's read a review. Uh, this is from Brandon Mustache. Oh, uh, yes. Says <laughs> I don't know where he's from. Where's he from? Does it say? I, I, it doesn't say, but uh, I assure you, it is not my mustache name. This is a, a different mustache. Your name isn't um, Brian. Your, your mustache is not named Brian. Brandon. Ryan's mustache named Brian or Brandon. Uh, okay. He says, wow, what a show. Ryan and Seth really know how to put on a show. Even though I look hey! up, uh, I look up both of these guys and want to be just like them. Wow. It's very nice to see that the idea generation process is similar to mine, except I don't have the pressure of that gosh darn demanding Hollywood watching over my shoulder at all times. Hey, like watch these the two language, do. Brandon Mustache. <laughs> for an hour a week it must be rough hollywood so demanding these guys know how to take the really fun parts about writing and put it into a hilarious podcast that always makes me want to make more films think ryan and seth brandon, wow you get us brandon mustache gets us brandon mustache brandon mustache always gets us i always um, thought at the end he's gonna say uh really makes me want to make more love is what i thought they were going to say <laughs> You know what? It really uh, no, this wait, uh, hang podcast on. increased my sexual desire. 
<laughs> I'm looking at these reviews. Did you just read two reviews? No, that was Brandon Mustache. Brandon Mustache is doesn't is not that long on my end. That's really? a weird thing to say. Maybe he left. Maybe he left a second. Uh, Must hear if Hollywood's so demanding is where it ends on the last one. Well, no, there's a whole other paragraph to that review. Brandon Mustache, you are being censored by the Apple Podcast app. <laughs> Yes, well, leave us a rating and review if you if you think about it, uh, or don't. You know who, who cares? But do, but do. <laughs> um, I'm going to answer this, uh, Seth. If if you need to remind them of anything else, please do. While I'm oh on yeah, the phone please, here. guys. So you rate and review us, obviously, but also if you have notes on our mm-hmm. on our show, call the, the WRGS Notes Hotline one eight six six Hey WRGS. That's if you're listening to mm-hmm. any of these episodes and you hear any ideas that we have. Okay. And you're like, I could, I actually have some other ideas for that. Call the okay. call one eight six six hey WRGS and give us your ideas and your notes. We'll play it on the show. Yes, also, sir. make sure to join our Discord. There's a link at uh, uh, writersroomgame.show or in the show notes. Okay, join the Discord. Lots of uh, fun folks and randos, roomies as we call them, hanging out, talking about mm-hmm. uh, the episode, submitting mandates, and just all around cool stuff. Recommending yes, cool stuff to each other and talking about writing and life in general. Hit up the Writers Room Game Show Discord. In the meantime, how okay. is the studio doing, Polly? We'll uh, we'll get right to it. Thank you so much. Okay, bye. One of those long calls. They went on and on just to tell me that they emailed you our assignment, Seth. They went on and on to the exact amount of time it took me to tell the audience <laughs> exactly what I needed to tell uh, it's them. It's perfect. Uh, what do we got? Uh, well, the studio this week is asking for a biography, like a biopic, biopic. I suppose. Yeah, love it. The tone needs to be slapstick. Okay. The demographic are women aged 25 to 39. Okay. Uh, Young adult women. And the mandate, we would like at least one scene to prominently feature an autonomous vehicle. Interesting. Okay. So we're doing a biopic on Herbie the Love Bug. Done. (laughs) The writer's room game show has begun. A biopic on this I think we got it. We're done. The writer's room game show. Time to pitch your movie. Um, yeah. You know what? I, something I do like, um, because I know who our focus group is going to be, and she is a very funny comedian, I think Slapstick is perfect. Uh, perfectly in line with what I am what I would expect to write for this person. Yeah, biopic, I guess, it would need to be a real person. And an autonomous vehicle needs to be in one scene, which makes me think it needs to be a modern Yeah, an auto-driving set. Apple car or something. Yeah. So it's like, is there a, is there a biopic that we start as a biopic in current day and then we can go into the future past what? <laughs> like uh, sort of uh, blur the lines between a biopic and a fictional because biopics typically, I guess, never mind. I was going to say biopics are usually like spanning uh, someone's life, but there's also biopics that are just about one moment in a life. Yeah. Aaron, something Aaron like, Sorkin writes those. The yes, ones that, yeah. exactly. I didn't see being the Ricardos, but I hear it's I'm excited like one too. Week. I hear it's great. But you know, Tony's Steve Jobs, it. it was Our like pal Tony's three days. Ooh, Mr. Tony Hale. Mr. Tony Hale, who we're trying to get on the show. And the person, I guess, doesn't have to be funny, but, you know, we'd put them in funny slapstick situations, you know? Yeah, so slapstick um, slapstick is is all I did in middle school. Like, I was, uh, I was a big fan of what I thought was John Hughes in his heyday. Turns out, when I got to be, you know, a teenager and realized, oh, he, he did some better stuff right before he started making just people... What? falling on down movies people falling downstairs it, it was home alone your only reference for, yeah uh, home alone and flubber <laughs> were my only references <laughs> wait did john hughes work on flubber john hughes wrote flubber no and, yeah let's I look it up i never knew that holy crap yeah i love john that so much hughes flubber. John hughes flubber oh that's so good i need to rewatch it it's produced by uh, john hughes let me make sure and see if it was oh sc- screenplay by john hughes yeah 
Okay, and I need to rewatch Flubber then. You really don't. You actually it's, don't. Dude, I haven't seen it since I was a little kid. This is the second time we've referenced Flubber in this season, too. I don't know if you remember us <laughs> referencing oh, them earlier. I always remember referencing Flubber. Uh, I'm sure it's not going to hold up at all. I'm going to hate it. but So, biography featuring an autonomous vehicle. And the thing about this is, like, if we're trying to find someone who has been in this industry making an autonomous vehicle, I don't want to do gonna, I don't want to do an Elon Musk movie at all. Especially for women 25 to 39. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's not Elon Musk. That's not the audience like, for Elon Musk. I project. only think of a specific kind of, like, dude when I think of Elon Musk. And it's not someone I would love to write a movie about. No, it, it would be um, movie delete your account, the movie. Is what. <laughs> yes, yes. I was going to say, something, you know, with some stuff we've wanted to this season with episodes like the atrium or salt and pepper or soft air one thing that we don't have a lot of time to do on this podcast and we've realized is research the biopic most of the writing is in the research and finding that story so have you ever been in an autonomous vehicle ryan i have never been in a self-driving car no all right so it's not a ryan polly biography (laughs) have i ever been in an autonomous vehicle i don't think so unless i can unless you can count can you count theme park cars like theme park rides uh, oh, as autonomous vehicles? You could. I don't know if you should, but <laughs> you could. Because <laughs> I mean, but are they? They're on track though, so I don't know if that's autonomous, right? Yeah. Because it's a theme park. What if it's? It must feature one scene. What if we did do it on some sort of theme park designer or like Disney? Uh, what is it? The Disney Imagineer or whatever. Yeah, I was going. And it's, I was thinking about that. Like, could it and, be, could, could we pick an Imagineer? Scene, it can be. Maybe there's a scene like a dream sequence or something they're thinking about. Like because they're all about thinking about the future of the technology and, and the rides. And so it's all about. Maybe it takes place in the 70s or something like that, or 80s or 60s. I don't know when the heyday of Disney was. And then we have one scene that's sort of like a she you know she falls asleep and she's dreaming of a better day of like this ride that she's going to create and it's all these autonomous cars or i don't know something like that where it's like almost like a tomorrowland kind of dream sequence yeah oh we can get away with anything if someone's dream if someone's dreaming of the future yeah because we just need a scene you know with the autonomous car yeah Uh, who do we who do we feel qualified to write something about that we then that we can you know take liberties with them dreaming of the future i'm not really well versed on people <laughs> yeah, when I'm when I'm put on on the spot like this, I can't think of anybody. I know. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, I've read biographies of yeah. my favorite ones. Becoming Steve Jobs is my favorite Steve Jobs bio. Not, I mean, the Isaacson one is fine, but Becoming Steve Jobs is really, really good, and I highly recommend it to people. <laughs> the um, only I've read that cut um, in a cutting room far. Uh, Paul Hirsch, uh, yeah, Paul Hirsch's Paul book. Hirsch. I read his last year, and then I've read multiple Jackie Chan biographies, and that's okay, probably let's put it all together. Everything I've read. <laughs> That's probably everything I read in terms of biographies. It's like based not on my, uh, based on in a, cutting, a long time ago in a cutting room far far away by Paul Hirsch and multiple Jackie Chan biographies is what it we've says. We've got I am Jackie Chan and we've the novel the- Push by Sapphire. <laughs> Uh, uh, I just read Howard Kazanjian's bio, a biography, and that was good, but I don't feel like yeah. that works. It'd be like a lot of filmmaking related biographies. Yeah, I've got Walt Disney, Howard, Sh- uh, not no, not Howard Schultz. My God, uh, Charles Schultz, Here, uh, let's, George Lucas. I'm. Lo- I just looked up just because I was thinking about this idea, and I I don't know much about this, but it, it it's interesting to me. I like the Disney Imagineering thing. I don't know if you like that kind of stuff. Yeah, I've got Disney's but, bio right there. Yeah, I love Imagine. I love Disney. I looked Imagineer. up. I found an article called top five most influential female disney imagineers i'm in done 
we got Harriet Burns, who is one of the first Imagineers overall, but apparent and, and specifically the the first female Imagineer. And she started uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, where she was a prop and set designer, and she she worked with models uh, like model design, and then. Alice Davis, who is a costume designer, looking for someone who's more in the Could we take side. liberties with this and combine several female Imagineers into one character that we make up and therefore can That'd do be what fun. we want? That'd be fun. Mary Blair is on the list, by the That's way. That's who I um, meant to say earlier. Um, I wouldn't mind sort of, what was the film I've seen recently that kind of did that, like combine multiple characters into one? I mean, catch, um, uh, so many bios do, but they do it with secondary characters. Yeah. Like, uh, catch me if you can, you know, Tom Hanks' character is an amalgam mm-hmm. of like several FBI mm-hmm. agents. That could be fun because we can sort of uh, use stories sort of maybe inspired by these people's life. And uh, But I don't start know if that's reading. cheating the No, if the we had to commit and start reading right now if that's the case. Yeah, totally. Is there, mean, not something, like- is there not something we know a little bit about that we could... <sighs> Like part of me is like stuff that I feel like I'd feel qualified to sit down and write a bio about people. Someone's already done. Like there's already been scripts written about Spielberg making Jaws. Um, mm-hmm. Most of mine are like filmmakers making their seminal films. They're like, yeah, I mean, but with the biopic, I feel like we're going to have to do a lot of reading anyways. It's just hard to think of someone on the spot because it's like we could, could do be, the female Imagineers thing. I uh, could be a female filmmaker, really admire that we know some story of. Nora Ephron is the first one that comes to mind. Although there's, she sort of already wrote a movie about her life uh which one was that it was uh whitney literally just uh watched it the other day she wrote it and starred um meryl streep and uh called heartburn i don't know about this movie yeah and so she wrote a book and then the, she wrote the screenplay i forget I, i'm forgetting about this movie. whitney just watched it the other day but it's basically like sort of a about her life Okay, right now, tell me if you had to give mm-hmm. a TED talk right now about it. Can I mean it's probably going to be a filmmaker or anybody like something, some story you're going to tell about some somebody who's hugely influential to you that you think, and it's even better if it's something you think that other people may not know a whole lot about. What would you give it? Who would you give a TED talk about right now? What moment? Like that's so hard. It's like tough for me to think. Like for some reason on the spot, my brain is just going like there's nothing in it. Do you have anything? Most of them are Spielberg, or yeah, uh, a few of them weirdly are like. They're like little like anecdotes, little moments. Like I love the story of Leonard Nimoy showing up to he and Shatner showing up to their very first. I'm going to waste time telling the story, but who cares? It's, it's a meaningful story. He and Shatner showing up to their first like fan event after Star Trek had started airing and mm-hmm. they were both invited out, you know, to meet fans and stuff. And Shatner shows up as Shatner and Nimoy shows up as Spock in costume, in character. And Shatner's like, what are you doing? And he's like, people love Spock. They don't know who Leonard Nimoy is. They're here to see Spock. And it was the most awkward, weird like experience <laughs> ever, apparently. And Nimoy walked away going, you know what? People actually respect they want they come because they want to know who Leonard Nimoy is and I should yeah. have shown up as Leonard Nimoy and I've always loved that story I just always thought that was that's really, pretty great so I mean, we're like, gonna do a movie about that moment <laughs> just that moment I mean yeah it's like I would love to pick something like that you know like Jaws I could talk a ton about like the you know everyone's want to tell stories about the making of Jaws like there's been several really great movies or I believe there's a play right now that I really want to see called The Shark is not working or whatever. What is it called? I don't remember. Robert Shaw's like son, I think plays him or grandson plays him or something. Yeah. This is my whole thing about when I have, I won't tell the story behind it, but because we don't have time. When 
whenever I'm struggling with an idea and I don't think something's working, something that I've committed to go off and mm-hmm. think about and write. Mm-hmm. This happened with Plot Device. Karn Rabinowitz pitched me an idea to make a short about Plot Magic Bullet. I didn't think a whole lot about the idea he had, but I was like, sure, we can try it. I went off. I could not. I just, I was like, I just could not get it to work. But I was determined, like, uh, don't go back to him and say it's not working and make him fix it. Like, think mm-hmm. of something. What What's my alt, What's my alternate pitch? Like, what would I be passionate about making? And mm-hmm. so if we're going to go back to the studio and pitch them on something else, let's figure out what would we want to write right now to replace, swap out just the genre. What other genre would we want to do instead that we feel we could passionately write? Oh, so we're going we're, we're to go to the studio and say, hey, we liked your assignment. We did something different. What's something different? What do you think of this? Interesting, because we have we have a, t- a slapstick tone. And I love the slapstick yeah. tone, and I also love it's featuring true. an autonomous vehicle. Slapstick tone mm-hmm. is great. Yes, for sure. And I feel like if if we were to change out a genre and do something a little different and miss that part of the assignment, which you know, of course, our focus group is going to rate us on that, so you know, we might just be taking the uh, less points. If we were to play up the autonomous vehicle a lot more and like not only feature it in a scene, but like have that sort of a drive a plot point or something like that, or make it the main uh, character. Yes, exactly. The, make the autonomous yeah, vehicle the main character. Like a, uh, I didn't see Titan, but I know there's a. Uh, I didn't see that either. I also think of like this isn't the main character, but like her. Like make a movie that seriously actually totally. tells a story about a relationship. I was gonna say the horror version is Christine, where it's a uh, yeah, yeah, it's a car that is killing people, um, but it doesn't talk. But yeah, it like yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you you just get the uh, but it yeah, I like the idea of a her kind of movie. So what if we did do sort of a you know not dark comedy, but sort of that a li- uh, lighthearted tone, but uh, kind of know. an absurd comedy, but we take yeah. it seriously and tell like a surprisingly yes. touching story. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I was gonna say Titan. Apparently, it's uh this uh, woman has sexual relations with the car. Oh. Uh, okay. 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 Which is uh, taking it to the extreme. Yeah, I don't think that's I what we're writing. I don't want to write that. Okay, uh, touching story. Uh, let's make it touching, a, a surprisingly touching story. What a, if a slapstick? Uh, yeah, slapstick. Story. Well, that's the thing. Great. We, it's a slapstick story, but we surprise them. Uh, it's the soul yes. surprise. Soul surprise. Yes. What if? Mm, no, that's too grim. Yeah. I was going to pitch like a girl believes that her dead dad has come back as a car. <laughs> Isn't that like Jack Frost? Uh, oh, sh- yeah. That snowman. That's, that's Jack Frost as a car. <laughs> uh, oh, everyone's pitch. favorite jack frost is a car the uh what did or how did this get made up so of jack frost is hilarious it is um, awesome. dan Harmon, yeah yeah no i like where you're going with that though because and i like the idea of placing it sort of a near future where self-driving cars are a lot more common and it's not this like out of the ordinary thing well what was cool about her was that it wasn't out of the ordinary but it was a brand new it was it was a new thing though like yeah i i i I like that idea but i like the idea that it's not just one of the like it's not this it's special to the person that it's it's special to but it's not like you know there's only one of these in the world and it's mine or whatever like i like the idea of maybe other people experiencing something similar to this uh person Uh, this is we didn't get dark comedy what if it's like there's a version where it's you know like the terminator like you can't kill people like car starts by taking out anybody that makes this character mad she's like it's like christine christine meets her well it could be and it could be almost like a little bit of that like bumblebee thing too Transformers, where there's a uh, the friend, there's a friendship made between a car and a and a person, um, and it's like this. You know, there can be some commentary on technology too, where it's like you know, obviously uh, we're beginning to have relationships with our technology in ways that used to not be a thing because we're on it so much, and we're you know. But if there if there was a thing where the car, the car started killing for the person, and it was like this, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's okay, something. So uh, first, the car 
takes them like places they've never been before, literally. Like shows them, takes them to restaurants they would have never tried before because it has like yeah. Yelp and things built into it. Drives them yeah, to like but it's scenic- like a recommendation yeah. feature on the car. Yeah, drives yeah. them to locations they've never like to like scenic lookouts they've never been, and like really introduces like a introverted person, like a hermit introverted person to the world. You got an idea? I had a, a short film that I was gonna do a while back. I had an idea. It was called No Signal. I'm just gonna pitch on here because we're never gonna make it. But the idea was basically this takes place in the near future. Everyone is. It's sort of a Black Mirror kind of thing. Everybody's obsessed with their phone. They're only looking at their phones. They never look up, basically. But one day, he he goes to this bar. There's sort of a power surge, and the ground shakes, and suddenly everybody loses signal all at once. You know, most people, like, leave the bar and try to find somewhere else where they're going to, you know, find signal. But the first thing he does, he looks up, and he sees a woman. You know, the, the lights change. It, it turns to a warm glow, and he falls in love for the first time. He finally learns how to, like, be social and actually talk to a real person because he's his whole life he's just been on his phone and it's been this anti-social thing where everybody talks to technology and so the whole short film is him trying to overcome his fear of talking to a person and, and get to know her but by the end of the film we find out like he's he asks her out and she's about to respond and suddenly her eyes go white and her head slams to the table and he finds out that she's been talking to a computer like an android the whole time nice. um, and so he just fell in love with the uh, computer all over again like, damn it how um, did that even happen yeah. Uh, yeah but I like the I like the idea of I don't think we need to do a whole commentary on technology and that kind of thing, but I like the idea. But of if she's this. in her screen, if she lives in her screen for like the, in the first act, and then this car makes her stop looking at her screen. Yes. Yeah. It's almost nice. Like, yeah. It's like almost like what, you know, a lot of people have Apple. I don't have an Apple watch, but a lot of people say like, yeah, I like my Apple watch because I'm looking at my phone less because, you know, it's letting me know I've got, you know, notifications or whatever, but it's like, I'm sort of living my life more yeah. you know, away from my phone. And this, so thing, like, and this thing's actually taking her like to new places to eat. It's taking her like, like as you know, showing like even driving on road trips, like beautiful places she's never gone to before, and mm-hmm. she doesn't have to mm-hmm. like. Could she be? What's uh? What's what's the reclusive like? What's the thing where you're afraid of going outside? What's the term for that? It's not agoraphobia, is it? Um, I don't know. My wife would know. Hang on. What is the term? Afraid of outside. Being afraid. Agoraphobia. Agoraphobia. Right. Could have just googled it. But my wife have been real proud to have told me. She like every every other thing she watches is about somebody who's an agoraphobe. I love that. I love your idea about the car helping her sort of get outside her box and see new things. And there's something uh, kind of nice and romantic about that. Not in a like uh, being in love with the car, but her just like being opened up to the world from this technology. Car pulls her out into the world, and mm-hmm. so then naturally, like that's so the car pulling her out into the world is like that first half of Act Two. Like, is that if we're doing? Let's commit to four acts. It's that. Act two. Act three is people trying to take her car or her car breaking down or her car getting in a wreck or like... It's like this perfect world where it's like self-driving cars, they work and stuff. What if the car just started like straight up not working and it was like all of the classic fears about self-driving cars What if it, even if it doesn't, before it even stops working, it just runs over somebody. Like (laughs) it's just like, holy shit. Yeah. (laughs) And it's a complete turn. That's it. It hits somebody. And so where do we go from there? Okay. It hits somebody. Do we live with like that idea of it? I don't like it killing that person, but seriously injuring the person. Okay, so she puts that person in the car. She thinks the oh, dude, no, no, let's milk it. Thinks thinks the person's dead. Puts the guy in the trunk. This buddy thing, and Uh, then guy wakes up. So we give a little moment where we like the guy thinks the guy's dead, puts him in the trunk, and it's like you know asking the car where to bury a body, and the car doesn't know like what that Mm -hmm. is. Like takes the car to a cemetery. It it takes her to a cemetery, and she's like, no, this is not. That's not what I meant. And then there's a knock, 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 like a banging in the like in the trunk, and oh. 
crap. Oh, yes, yes. I love that. That could be like the midpoint or something. I don't know. Yeah, if we can this, make it interesting yeah. enough to all the way to the midpoint, have that happen at the midpoint, I think of an indie movie, like we can do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 90 yeah, minute yeah. movie. Okay. Because I guess typically that would be sort of your like break into act two or like your inciting this, incident. This reminds me a little uh, bit of, did you see Cop Car? I didn't. I heard it was great though. Cop Car's great. Like, that's how Marvel yeah. got, picked up John Watts, right? Dude, it's great. And uh, to talk any more about it will be a spoil anything. So no, it's, it, this, this reminds me a little bit of Cop Car. Kids who steal a cop car. That's uh, uh, sort of the synopsis, right? Yes. And then uh, there's great twists and turns along the way. Nice. Um, yes. I love, the, I love this so far. Hit somebody at a midpoint. And then what's the relationship then? So the car actually does, in, does bring her into a relationship with a person, by the way. Like the car. Yes. That's fun. Like using technology almost as a, oh, and it'd be great too if, if she's like against dating apps or something like that. She like doesn't want to use technology to find a like well, a she doesn't want to go outside. To, I mean, she doesn't want to yeah. go outside, so she's not even you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing and then it, it, her car being the thing that's bringing her together with someone else. So do um, they both get trapped in the car? Does the car turn on them, and the two of them are like trapped in the car? And they don't know where the car is going, or the car just? What if the car just breaks over the course of the the whole second half of the film? Like, what if hitting oh, the then, guy? Then they have to drive it back, and neither of them have license or or they don't know how to get it back into their control. Like, what if it's breaking to where it's now decided it's headed toward China or something? And it's certain, gonna it's gonna drive doom. them into the ocean yeah it's like headed toward a specific cliff that's like the whole and they're stuck in the car like locked in it yeah that's it's kind of a dark concept because it's like they're basically trapped in like this prison trying to escape before they die yeah which is kind of interesting especially because the the whole first two acts of the film would be this like really bright like optimistic kind of thing and then it's like doom yeah so people are it's as long as it's marketed as long as it's marketed the dark part this is the thing i strongly believe so many people have walked out of a movie and said that was way darker than I thought it was going to be. That was a very different movie than I thought it was going to be or than was marketing mm-hmm. to me. But no one's ever walked out of a movie complaining that it was more heartwarming and funnier than they were expecting it to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as long as it's yeah. marketed like this is a weird dark movie, and then I think awesome. there's ways. Be, if we sell it as a dark movie, we can get a, get away with a lot, like a car hitting a person and and almost killing them. It's like if that's if the tone of our movie is like this funny stuff is happening that you almost feel bad for laughing at. You yeah, know, like yeah, uh, I think that's a great tone for a. How did this become? How did this like quickly this? become a movie I would make in a heartbeat? <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's like a real gone like that kind of tone where it's yeah, like very yeah. dark but also like really funny you know like you don't you don't and want optimistic this guy to keep trying people. to keep. it's also optimistic and humane like it's a, like yes. ultimately a humane story about a redemption of somebody and somebody's yes. soul yeah somebody getting what they want i think this movie would probably end with them you know figuring out how to stop the car and like they i, I kind of like them just being friends at the end and it being a platonic thing to be honest oh uh, i like them like duel watching the car fall fly off the cliff and Yes, they have to like jump out or something. Mm. Uh, But what I think we need is sort of like, uh, especially for our main character who does not have a name yet, like what her change is through the film. Because I think, you know, the goal of getting out of the car needs to somehow be locked in with like her uh, learning something or or growing as a person. Well, it sounds like it's going outside. Sounds like it's like she, what if she never gets out of the car? Yeah, if, if she is agoraphobic and there's this deep anxiety about it, it's, you know, just having the courage and the, I guess the will to travel. Our, yeah, our whole thing is about having her being able to get. Oh, out so you're thinking so. you're thinking in the in the car. She's in the car the whole time. So the car is driving her to these new places, but she's yeah. always staying in the car. Yeah, and never stepping out. Yeah, it's her way to go out into the world. 
Interesting. I love that. I, I was imagining her like taking her to restaurants and doing taking her to these places and her like getting outside, like leaning on the car and like having these fun moments, which I think her staying in the car the whole time, I guess if she jumps out of the car and it flies out, it changes. But I'm like almost imagining a close up ground level of her like foot just and touching the dirt, you know, of like desert dirt or whatever. And like yeah, that's the gravity, this big like moment. the end of gravity. Yeah. Yes. Right. When she touches it, it's like this big moment uh, cuts the credits or something. Okay. We have a store, a structure that we do inherent structure we need to figure out which is the structure mm-hmm. of her relationship with the guy she hits that's yeah. that's the b story this guy is this guy is yeah. our b story right oh um, we are getting a fax i think that must be our roadblock how much time uh, do we have up. these fax machines man they just take forever how much uh, time do we have left in the episode we have 18 minutes left in this fax machine. Okay, um, it is. <laughs> on this fax have, machine. We, we have 18 minutes left. Uh, did the fax come through on your end, Seth? Yes. Oh, come on. Was there a problem with the print? This is from someone named Mark. Mark either submitted this on at, at uh, writersroomgame.show or submitted this on our Discord. I don't remember, but it just says Mark. Is Mark one sick individual? Not really. Has seen 30 days of night, I guess. Something happens to cause endless nighttime or a situation where there isn't daylight. Oh no, I don't like that at all. Okay, it's called endless nighttime, but it's when all the devices go dark. Or it's a term. It's a code. It's a term that was put into the code of the devices. <laughs> endless night. And that's what the, all the devices, all these autonomous cars yes, are actually all headed toward this like... One cliff. Oh my gosh. And they're running on an operating system that the error code is called Endless Night, which sends them flying off the, the, the cliff. I like the idea. It's like the Grand Canyon or something. Like, yeah. it has to be. All the cars are headed toward the Grand Canyon. Can you fly off the cliff? I don't know. I don't know why that's so funny. A dual style shot where it's like a hundred cars flying off. And then as long as no one's in them, like I'm just, as long as no like families in them or anything, it is very yes. funny to me, but I'm going to yes. this horrible place as a dad of like, no, I'm just thinking O'Doyle rules, O'Doyle rules. O'Doyle. <laughs> um, Worth it. Cause you would expect in a movie for that to be a huge explosion when they all hit, but in duel, if it's just like them landing and then the car's just bleeding out with oil or whatever, like duel, yeah. but then like after 10 seconds of that, suddenly there's a huge explosion like delayed. <laughs> yeah. I like that workaround because, uh, I, I don't want to make this a weird sci-fi fantasy thing. I'm typing what it, we have so far to help us with the pitch. Self-driving car takes her into the world or shows her the world. What if, uh, I'm thinking the guy she hits. If he's like so polar opposite of her and he's almost like anti-technology sort of like Ron um, Swanson, essentially like he's like, he's he's like, he's living his life to the fullest. And like, he doesn't have like, yeah, he's something. Yeah. He's camping. Exactly. And to sort of create a nice contrast where it's like, if, if you were driving this car, you would, you could have seen me and and hit the brakes, but relying on your computers and blah, blah, blah. And have it be very over the, yeah. Like Ron Swanson style where it's just like, uh, especially it'd be nice because I'm assuming assuming oh no well she would have to get out to pick him up and put him in the trunk that's what i'm thinking through is like does she i guess that's the first time she'd do it and if she does that she does it maybe she does it she has like a mask she puts on maybe that's yeah. how she gets out to the car but we can see she has some like system for how she gets out to the car or if the car's in the garage that's fine but yeah. what is she has something she puts it all on gets out gets the guy and it's like really stressful not just because a guy might be dead and there could be people nearby but also not might be we need to feel like she, she actually did kill a guy it's like mm-hmm. or the car did so a guy's dead 
putting the guy in the in the car in the trunk it's also stressful because she's like you know panicking mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we do something to make to f- the audience to feel what she feels and yes. maybe there's a car coming down the road like from afar she's trying to get in there fast enough another self-driving car coming down the road the other the other side and especially if he has sort of a backpack full of camping essentials it's like that kind of stuff is stuff they would possibly use to try to break out of this car to get out and random granola snacks and stuff that this guy has because i would assume this would be before the endless night uh, protocol i assume we need Uh, to set up endless night somehow so we have to have some way to be receiving this information about the cars guy i like the idea i love the idea the guy is guy knows is a luddite like knows nothing about cars like that's Mm -hmm. fun would the cars Um, be like teslas where they have huge screens on them i would assume so yeah i'd imagine um which uh, I don't know if maybe first act, if the whole time, you know, we're sort of in her point of view, in her world, in her house, you know, she's on her on computer on technology. Too. It's like AR stuff on the windows too, I would imagine. Yeah. Like pointing and I like out. the idea of sort of as, in the background, there's things happening that might be alluding to the endless night, whatever. We should have a name for our, our computer brand that, oh, of this car. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if they're like Tesla or whatever is, we'll be doing a routine update of their cars at, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's sort of just this, we don't even think about it, but then- it's alluded to enough to where when it happens, it's like, oh no, the, the update went gotten. There's a bad code in the update or something like that. Yeah, because I like the idea of alluding to it, but not. We don't need to like straight up show the car company and stuff like that. But if it's just like on the news and and then yeah, I feel like we need to like the first act. There's stuff that happens. Uh, uh, there's something that happens outside of our house, and we have to see her sort of suit up and like build up the courage to actually just go outside for a very simple task to establish that maybe it's a DoorDash person comes they say just put it on the front porch and then they put it on top of her car yeah Did you, didn't that sorry. happen to you sorry. last week yeah. it all clicked the second I saw you smiling I'm realizing yeah. what you were referring to yes You're I said, put it on the porch yeah. and they <laughs> put it on my car inexplicably like, thinking you got that it. it was a Porsche maybe I, yeah um, my minivan my <laughs> Honda Odyssey but I like the idea of something funny like that happens and she would usually just open her door and grab her food and, and eat it inside but now she's forced to go put on her mask and like that's the first time establishing her like you know this is a big deal her stepping outside or she just leaves Um, it I think first time she just leaves it. Like we see it in the first act. Like, <laughs> but she keeps on getting the same DoorDash guy who keeps doing that. Like, That's, great. <laughs> That's great. That's uh, great. The next time she like types in all caps, front porch. Is our title outside maybe? What if the car, what if she gets the car? Outside is fun. Karma. I'm joking. With the C. Endless night. I feel like it needs to be something automotive related. She somehow gets the car, but doesn't want to use it, doesn't know how to use it or anything. And then that postmate keeps leaving stuff at the top of the driveway instead of bringing it in. She then uses the car just, just to try and pull out and get the food. <laughs> Open the door and grab it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I like that. Then the car actually, like she says something by accident and the car is like going to blah, blah, blah. Pulls out and takes her like to some other place. And suddenly it's like, oh, this is wonderful. Yeah. And that's what sets us on sort of a a road trip kind of thing. Or maybe she she sees one thing that she, maybe she goes home and we sort of see her in her room and she like turns off her phone and she's just kind of thinking, like thinking about um, that location or something. And then it's like music. And then we, you know, cut to the next morning in the car, pulls out. Out. now That's we're excellent. on a road trip i love that yeah maybe just like iconic you know sort of things around the u.s like different big locations but also little car side small car side or roadside 
attractions that are just funny or I don't know. I'm trying to think of slapstick things that a car can do so without the person things. exiting the car. I mean, running into anything like it's constant. <laughs> I think that is funny if the car is so awesome, but it is constantly running into stuff. Running like, into things. Yes, it's like, constantly. There's a, just, oh, there's a reason. There's a reason for the update. Like even like uh, the the software update because maybe someone on the news is like so and so model of Teslas continues to d- run into things and blah blah blah. So it's like the update's going to fix this. But so she's used to it. Sort of. That's it. Doing this. I love that. Uh, so yeah, I love. That's such a great idea. It's uh, reminds me a little bit of our backflipping solo, where it's just like <laughs> normal for that person, but it's so odd to a viewer. Yes, um, just constantly. <laughs> I love it. Constantly hitting stuff, clipping trees regularly, yeah. knocking mailboxes off. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, um, we have uh, seven and a half minutes left of our pitch. More than I thought. Uh, so okay, that's fun. So it's constantly hitting things. Uh, we're we're on a road trip, and then on a you know she's in you know some sort of national park on a trail when suddenly she hits our guy, our camper. Thinks that she killed him. She has to suit up for the first time to walk out there, grab him, pull him all the way to the trunk, put him in with him and all his stuff. When she gets him in the trunk, I want the car to start driving away without her. And like, oh shit, you're right. <laughs> Chasing. And yeah, she's like yeah, yelling. Totally. She's yelling to get it to hear her voice to stop. And it does. Yes. And so she's running. And then a car is <laughs> yeah, coming well, up. She's like, stop, stop. And then she hits it, you know, sits to the back or, of the car, falls down. Well, that, okay, uh, that is funny. Because I was going to say tension wise, if it gets far enough and it does stop, but then another car is coming up over the hill and she's oh, yeah. running to yeah. get to the car as fast as she can she's got yes. blood on her yes love it love it sorry i'm i'm think i'm visually thinking of that scene yes that's less steps slapstick than my idea but it's better than my idea no um, but I, your idea was more slapstick so when we pitch whoever's turn <laughs> it is to pitch like go for it like whatever you're feeling uh, no i like i like the idea of an oncoming car and she has to get into the road to like jump in the car and drive off or whatever that's great so she's driving off at this point i would assume she's freaking out she's like take us to take us to the cemetery or she's like uh, what do, she what if she's just like yeah uh, uh where do i where do i dispose of a dead body yeah uh, taking you to the nearest cemetery and then it just know. immediately takes her to yeah cemetery and she's like this isn't gonna work at all and then and there's a thump 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 like from the trunk what if too he um so he's camping maybe he's on a trip too he's so far away from his his home he's like can you just you've put me through all this trouble like can you just take me home like just take me home whatever yeah they need to have they need to have an excuse if he gets out of the trunk and they're in the middle of nowhere because there's he's got to stay with them somehow what if he he runs away and like he would run away out of the trunk right he comes out of the trunk looks up and just takes off running between him running away him getting in the car with him her. getting in the car with her it's like there's i feel confident i could sit down one morning and write my way between those two points but i yeah, but totally. i don't know if we need to know what it is in the pitch like what that journey yeah. is oh well i think to me she's going to want to stay in the car so he runs away she freaks out and she's like she chase told, that guy she tells the car to chase him like <laughs> yeah yeah. And suddenly it's like, oh shit, like he's, he thinks this car is coming to like kill him basically, where she's just like trying to talk to him. And there has to, there's some sort of situation that happens where he trips or something and it turns into this weird horror movie and then it stops right in front of, stops hits, right beside it him It hits or him again. The car hits him again. <laughs> yeah, of course, because it hits everybody. He falls down and she's like, just get in. I'll take you to the hospital. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Can I take you to the hospital? That's good. I thought you were dead. Blah, blah, blah. They're in the middle of nowhere. So he gets in. And he goes to open the door and she won't open the door. Like she realizes she can't. She thinks, you know, she said all of that. But then she's like, yeah. can you ride on top? Can you get in the trunk? And he's like, no, I'm not getting in the, open the door. Open like, and she's like, I'm not going to open the door. And then opening the door and the door opens or something. And then he yes, gets classic. in and she's like, 
staying like as far away from as possible. And so then they're like riding to the hospital. Yes, and self-driving. So she could totally just get in the back or something, like get away from him, you know, get away as far away. They're far away from each other. It's driving to the hospital. And that's when... It has to not get to the hospital. Yeah, and well, it has to kick in. They have to be talking while on the way to the hospital and then it just passes like the hospital. Yes, yeah. And that's when they realize like what, like that's when they're like, they, they, pull, they realize they, they're stuck in the they, car. They click on this. They're like trying to get out. They're like, car, stop. And there's got to be some sort of menacing voice. Like it doesn't just like uh, ignore them. It's like. Not menacing. It's like a, it's a happy voice. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, just, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's yeah. this like, it's, it's not following orders anymore because it's like in the middle of this, pro- this software update or whatever. I should just say approaching hospital on route to hospital, the rest of the movie. That's the only thing it says. <laughs> that's stuck on it. That's the bug. <laughs> get stuck in is on route um, to hospital what hospital are you going to on route to hospital yeah maybe that's the name you, maybe that's the name you, of the hospital and they're like <laughs> but then it's like they pull up the map and it's like so clearly going to the grand canyon uh, if and all these like, cars uh, were headed to the grand canyon they get by the way the only way to the grand canyon that i know of have you been once when i was very young okay family in my experience you're driving on an interstate then you get off and you take this one road for a long time like half a day it feels like interesting out to the Grand Canyon and there's a bunch of motels so along the there'd way. Be, there'd be tons of the same cars yes, all driving. That's exactly what I'm getting to. I don't like think there are that the many window. routes to the Grand Canyon. <laughs> They're looking out the windows to other people that are like, you know, on their windows, like, help me. Unless it went off road and they were in the desert and you cut to this shot in the desert of just a bunch of these cars yes. kicking up dust. Uh, to me, a lot of that, I guess the last act would be them trying to figure out how to stop this car or get out of this car while also maybe them trying to, for for the guy, it would be sort of learning to see tech, uh, some positives in technology. <laughs> in and- a car that's going to take him off the cliff. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then her, you know, learning to, uh, you know, gather courage to step outside. I, I want to be careful to say that, like, gathering courage. I want to be careful not to, like, minimize, well, yeah, you I, know, yes, agoraphobia. Totally. I, totally. I, I know you, you too. I, uh, I think, so, yeah, yeah, I guess the words would be just, like, you know, her, uh, despite her agoraphobia, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, does that make sense? We don't want, yeah. Yeah, we don't totally. Want these, yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I don't want to, you're not, you're very normal if you have that. It's not, you know. Yes. So, yeah, so I'm trying to think. A lot of that is obviously a dialogue driven but i feel like we need uh, some sort of uh, set piece or something there at the end 40 30 seconds uh, left she's in uh, the waiting room oh what if there's another character in another car we meet him in the beginning of like the second act or whatever yes one exchange but then and he like facetimes her or something they like talk to each other we never meet the guy and or girl and they commun- they then come back and communicate while the cars are all headed toward the grand canyon and we get some information mm-hmm. there maybe we even get some like people are saying if you pull this cord or pull this whatever you can whatever and then it doesn't I don't know if it helps to have another another character yes I like that we should have names real quick for our two characters I've just been thinking of her as Phonehead Phonehead and Woodsman and Phonehead and Woodsman okay <laughs> there we go okay well time to pitch your movie we're out of time I think we did pretty good considering we we yeah. lost a good 15 minutes considering we didn't follow the man, the, the genre <laughs> assignment but so we'll see what our final score is but uh, let's go to our focus group let's do it I'm gonna let her in Our guest today is a writer, comedian, actor, director, all the things. 
You can check out all of her work at HaleyLairErickson.com. Welcome, Haley Erickson, to the podcast. Thank you for being here. Oh, my gosh. My <laughs> pleasure. You know, I'm happy to be here. Let's do uh, it. Okay. Well, I'm going to start by, I'll tell you the assignment that we got from the big Hollywood studio that usually okay. sends us these things and these shows. Our genre that we were supposed to write for you was a biopic. We took some liberties in that we did not follow that <laughs> the assignment at all. This is the first time um, we've like willfully just ignored uh, an assignment and gone our own direction yes. with it. Hope I we tried for about, We tried for 15 minutes and uh, then we said, you know what? Let's do something else. Yeah. Stick it our, to the man, man. <laughs> <laughs> our tone was slapstick. Your classic slapstick biopic we, that we ditched. And then our target audience is women 25 to 39, which um, you fit wonderfully. And the studio mandate was that we had to have an autonomous car in one scene. And as you will learn to find out, we ended up writing uh, a movie all about an autonomous car. Um <laughs> And then halfway through the show, we got a wild card mandate. Seth, what what exactly was our wild card mandate? We, uh, uh, it was that it must feature uh, in something something about there had to be endless uh, something happened which made it endless night, and the daytime ended, and it was endless night. That was that was the um, assignment. So spooky. Uh, yeah. So we 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 got creative with that one as well. Seth, would you want to start off our pitch? I'd uh, love to. I'd love to set the so, groundwork. Our so essentially we want to tell a story about a uh, woman, a young woman who is uh, we learn who is uh, agoraphobic. I believe is the term for someone who would be afraid to go outside their home. Who comes into possession of a brand new this brand new model of autonomous car? It's like the first kind on the market, and this car introduces her to the world in a way that like she's never been able to, or never been like you know able to go out in it. It can take her places literally to like get food, to scenic like overlooks, to anywhere in the you know country this car can take her places she's never been before and and it's this gift to her life and then it hits somebody and that is what our story is about you would think i just gave you like half the movie in one quick kind of log line but the this is a very kind of small movie we see it as a uh, it's a sub five million dollar movie it's not not a large cast we're thinking it's probably somewhere around 90 minutes um so keep that in mind as, as we tell you we might get into the nitty-gritty but it's only because like our our beats of our story are really very simple. Paul, you want to take it from there? Yeah. Okay. So our main character, we don't have a name for her yet. We're, we're just referring to uh, her to, as Phonehead because oh. she always has her, her head in her phone. Uh, we start the movie, she's in her house um, and we sort of get a glimpse of probably a lot of us uh, at the start of the pandemic, which is just inside your house, scared to go outside. But for her, it's sort of a real deep anxiety, sort of this agoraphobia. Yeah. She just, she stays inside. That's where she's comfortable. That's where she feels safe. And she has this like set described, this self-driving car, but um, she only, she, she anytime she takes it somewhere she's she's stay she stays inside the car it's just like to see the outside world while staying in it she throughout the first act we kind of um hear on tv screens in the background and through we're sort of in the near future so we have um you know windows there's sort of like a you know ar sort of led screens on windows and stuff like that but we sort of hear that i'll use tesla as a as a um stand-in uh, just the stand-in for the the car brand that we have or whatever. But we hear from the news that this specific model of car has a weird quirk that it, it likes to hit things. 
And so it's like this kind of funny, we, we see on this, uh, this news story that it's like these cars sort of wobbling and hitting stop signs and sort of, you know, hitting other cars on the road and stuff. And they basically say like, they're, uh, all of these car models will be go- undergoing a, a standard software update, you know, uh, and all of this is, and this is always in the background. It's like you, mm-hmm. if you catch it on the first watch, you, you, you might like kind of absorb the information you might subconsciously catch this information, but it's never like right at the forefront of everything. It's just kind of what's going on in this world in the background as she, totally. you know, either Lincoln, she either like someone gives her the car or something. I don't, I don't remember what we landed on, but it's like, you know, we find her in a pre her having a car stage. Like, yeah, yeah. right. She's in her house looking at her I phone. I think so. I forget where we landed, but, but the Postmates anyways, thing, right? So, right? Yes. Sorry. Yes. And so, and she, so often she's, she's like ordering like DoorDash or Postmates or whatever and saying like, you know, put it on the front porch so she can just simply open her door and grab the food and close it. But, sure. uh, the, this, uh, DoorDash person just continues to leave it at the top of her driveway. And so she's like, the first time we see him do it, she just stays in. She's like, whatever I want to eat today. Then it continues to happen until she's like, she jumps in this car that's in her garage and basically gets it to pull to the top of the driveway so she can open up the door and grab her food and get back in but the the second time that that happens she says something along the lines of like you know to herself like i'm just gonna grab this food and the car he says like taking you to grab some food or something like that and it closes the door and it takes her to like a restaurant she's like no 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 and then you know she's stuck in this car as it drives through a restaurant but on the way she sees like this beautiful sunset i don't know if we place this in a specific setting but she sees this like beautiful sunset this beautiful location in the car and she kind of realizes oh my gosh like i get kind of i feel safe in this car and i can i can see so many different things is that said take it because i'm forgetting where we well went from here so the idea is we like we don't I guess we don't know the specifics of the, like this main be, but the idea is that it's stressful. This thing is driving her somewhere. She doesn't know. And then she ends mm-hmm. up getting food and she's okay. And actually not more than okay. It's like, she's seeing like people and like colors and like it's just stuff that she doesn't ever see during the day. And it's really refreshing. And by the time she gets home, it's like, it's a relief to be back home. But the next day we kind of take her through her routine of, you know, like life inside on her phone, et cetera. And she can, you can tell she's thinking about that car and then she takes the car out again. And then we move into our whole like first half of, if you're thinking in the three act structure, we tend to talk four act structure because we feel like act two could really be cut in two. So I'm going to say four act structure from here on out just because I confuse our audience all the time by going back and forth. <laughs> so act one is about that pre-car life, gets that car. Act two is the like the wonderful benefits of this car. It's like her almost falling in love with this car. Like, like walking Phoenix. We're, we're sort of seeing a montage of her, you know, in these some iconic locations around the U.S., but also just little, you know, small roadside, you know, stops and stuff that it's driving by, and she's sort of uh, seeing the world and, and ha- having a ton of fun. And then the idea is to build it up to a point to where she hits a guy, like some camper, some camping, some dude who's like it's in like a national park, some guy who's hiking by himself or something. Oh, I H- should also mention too before you get there, Seth. Yeah. It's also the car is hitting tons of stuff on the way during this montage too. In a like, harmless way, like the, clipping trees and mailboxes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, um, like when I drive. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Sure. And, <laughs> and and Phonehead, our, our main character, which uh, I'm, I can I can already tell I'm going to get tired of that name by the end of this pitch. It's literally just what <laughs> um, I wrote on the notes. She, I had to, we will we'll name her for sure, hundred yes. <laughs> percent. Name all of our characters, but uh, she as it hits stuff, it's like totally normal to her. She's like, oh yeah, this is just what the car does but uh anyways continues that well then she hits hits a person person. and we hit the person the idea is we just hard stop the story at that point like pace comes to a hard stop even it's probably mid song it looks like it straight up kills mid 
montage. Yeah, looks at his face, straight up kills him. And so this is like a back road, like in the woods. And she gets her, she works up the courage. She puts on like a mask and a tons of like stuff. Gets out of the car, gets him. Once she figures out that he's not getting back up again, which I'm thinking it's like she hits him, the sun's out. We cut to sundown. She's still sitting in the car, staring, yeah. seeing if this guy gets up. She ends up getting out, gets the guy into the trunk, and right as she gets him in the trunk, the car starts driving off without her. And she is like running after this car. And then another car is coming up over the hill and she's got blood on her and she's like, the music's crescendoing. Yeah. She's trying to get to this car. She finally gets the car to stop and she's, and she's running to get into it as this other car is approaching. She gets in and then she's like, what do I do now? Like, where do do I dispose of a dead body? And then the car is like driving to a cemetery. (laughs) The car just drives her to a cemetery. She's like, this does me no good. Like, this is not, this is where, this is where dead bodies go when they're supposed to be dead. And, and then suddenly there's a knocking, like a banging in the back of the trunk because the guy turns out isn't dead he's alive and once out of the trunk and now she's freaking out because oh my god she's gonna be in huge trouble like what is this guy like the guy gets out of the trunk uh polly right you want to take this yeah, I, I think don't yeah the, she she stops the car and the, the trunk somehow he gets the trunk open and he takes off and she's sitting in the car and he's just running we're sort of in the middle of nowhere when she she's like oh no what do i do what do i do and then she's like catch that guy and then the car you know takes off and starts chasing him and now it's like he's being chased by the car and it's like almost this horror movie where he thinks it's this killer car coming to kill him when on accident it hits him again and he falls down <laughs> and uh, eventually it stops and it pulls uh, over the side she can open the window and she's like or talks I'm through sorry. the window right okay yeah, yeah that yeah. yes yes exactly yells through the window without rolling it down i'm so sorry can i help you like can i take you to the hospital and he you know uh, eventually works out the courage to like come towards the car and he tries to open the door and it's locked and she's like actually do you mind getting in the trunk again like i don't eventually he gets he gets he gets uh, mad and gets the, the door car. open i think yeah. she's like i'm not opening the door and the car is like opening the door and and he gets in and she like gets to the far end of the car and they just like drive me to the hospital yep. i just totally so, interrupted you Polly. it was the worst thing <laughs> So exactly what I was going to say. So. Um, <laughs> Which is why it was uh, worthless that I interrupted you. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. Uh, I love it. Okay. So now they're, they're in the car. We have Phonehead and our uh, camper dude. What? Uh, yeah. We'll just call him uh, Woodsman. Love these and, names. And, uh, <laughs> Phonehead and Woodsman. Yeah. Um, Phone and, and Wood. so what's, inter- what's interesting about our, our two uh, characters here is that we have Phonehead, who is sort of this agoraphobic, very, she's sort of obsessed with technology because she's, it's sort of like the one constant in her life is sort of this, her phone and her, and this car and, and her computer. And she sort of lives a lot of her life through that screen where uh, Woodsman is actually sort of like anti-technology. Think of like your Ron Swanson type where he like, he just wants to live life, you know, to the fullest. And he's always camping and doing more uh, organic, naturalistic kind of stuff. So of course he's got a bad attitude about this. <laughs> This uh, self-driving car that he's in now. And uh, there's lots of a bulk of our story is sort of their relationship and uh, a theme which we think is kind of funny is like maybe by the end of the film, him sort of coming to see some good in the technology, even though he was almost killed by this car. Uh, while, you know, her a big theme for her is, of course, sort of we, we want to be cautious with saying overcoming her fear because, you know, the agoraphobia is a, it's a deep anxiety. Like normal people have agoraphobia, but sort of her learning to go outside and, and enjoy her life outside of her screens and stuff like that. But they are on their way to the hospital when suddenly this car starts. They've been on their way to the hospital this whole time, like for, while for they're actually time, bonding. They're like, and then yes. they're like, shouldn't we have gotten there? 
by now? Yeah. So they look at the screen and it's like doing a software update. And, you know, we see like endlessnight.exe on the screen when they realize they, they pass the hospital. Like maybe it's taking us to the hospital further down and then they pass another hospital and then they start freaking out and they're like, you know, car, can you, can you stop here? Or, you know, they start asking questions of the car and it just continues to say on route to the hospital. You want to take it from there? So. And that's all it says. The rest of the movie, the only thing the car says is on route to hospital. That's what it says in response to literally everything. And like, maybe that's the name of the hospital. And turns out all of these model of cars, they come to learn through the news and through communication with some other people that we maybe have met earlier in the film, like in these cars as well. Every model of this car is on route to the Grand Canyon and no one knows exactly what's going to happen when they get there. Okay. But they all believe that there, yes, the, there's every reason to believe that these cars are about to plummet themselves into the Grand Canyon. And so it, it's because of what's been referred to as the Endless Night bug. It is a, or Endless Night update that has a major bug that does this to where it interprets all, uh, what's the term? Like, not geog- uh, it's when you, uh, in your phone, when you type in and you try to go somewhere with your phone, it's, there's a word for it. Um, GPS? Uh, yeah, GPS. There's a, it's a, anyway, it, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Anytime you tell the car, you tell like your phone or your car, like where it's this car, where to take you, it, it interprets it as the Grand Canyon and interprets it as the very middle of the Grand Canyon. And so now they're probably screwed and doomed. And these two people who are stuck in this car together, one of which is absolutely afraid of anything outside of the car, and the other of which is has no clue how they got there and why they're there, have to work together to get this car to not plummet them all into the Grand Canyon. And that takes up our fourth act. Our whole fourth act is that like ticking clock of we are on our way to the Grand Canyon. Uh, and so it's it sort of becomes a movie about them having to sort of work together and inter intertwined are our one goal of getting out of this car and not dying by flying off a cliff, but also the the more personal goals of by doing that she is entering the outside world, getting out of this car, and anyways, hopefully enhancing her life. Yeah, yeah, while totally. saving it. And the pandemic does not uh, exist in this movie world. We should. <laughs> I mean, it could. It's a. It could. It's a good. Yeah, that's true. And there's a lot of fun uh, sort of different scenes in that fourth act where they they start to see a lot of these uh, like the same model cars that are all driving next to each other and they're like looking out the window and there's uh, people in other cars that are like help me you know like they're all sort of going towards the same place we don't we don't we don't exactly know uh we haven't exactly like found the exact reason or how they get out of this car we don't know Uh, how our story concludes to be completely honest but, but we know we'd love it to sort of we love the idea of sort of uh, you know a nice close-up on a sort of ground level of her foot sort of like touching like the dirt and the grand canyon or something like exiting this car and sort of like her you know uh and and we definitely want the relationship between like her and, and this woodsman guy to be very platonic it's sort of like they're friends by the end but it's it's more about her and her personal story than it is about their sort of friendship but we like the idea of these opposites being together but that's that's what we got we did, don't have a title did we ever yet. land on a title no not yet i yeah, feel we'll, like there's we'll, a good one out there we just haven't figured it out yet some sort of car pun karma nope <laughs> <laughs> But uh, that's our movie. So before we ask you some of our questions, any general thoughts, Haley, on our on our uh, story? Oh, for sure. <laughs> I got <laughs> questions too. I got questions. Are questions a good? Is now a good time for questions? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> um, question. Just character related. What's uh, wrong with us? Head. We don't know. I'm sorry. Well, hey, look, trying to figure that out myself. You know, I would never. I would never put that kind of uh, pressure on you. <laughs> Thank you. You know. So phone head. Um, 
What about phone head? Yeah, phone head. What, like, we, I'm getting some of her fatal flaw stuff, but, like, what do we like about her? Like, what are her positive qualities? What are, what's her skill set? Like, what makes her, like, a character you want to root for? Excellent question. I think she's a really good problem solver. Like, she's very good, like, um, she's really good at, like, the whole puzzle of, like, how do I get this Postmate food? She's really, like, a survivor and problem solver in, within her own kind of bubble and world of, like, just the idea of using the car to go out and get the Postmates food and like ways that she I think we like her for for that there's like a tenacity about her that she doesn't really even properly appreciate yet Polly what else trying to think it's a uh, she's fun (laughs) fun Yeah, we talked about a lot of plot-driven stuff, didn't we? And, and not a lot of, uh, not a lot of, you know, fully fledging out these uh, these characters. Yeah, I think you know we're spending a lot of time in a car with them, you know. And I, I immediately am like very curious to know like a lot more about, especially Phonehead, because totally. it sounds like I she's going to be too. alone for a lot of this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. But yeah, that's, that's the first thing I would say. I, that's a great I, I want to know more, you know, Yeah. <laughs> want to know more. Uh, <laughs> this is more like a plot question. But like, why doesn't she just call the police when she hits the body? <laughs> like, well, think is about, she on the run? <laughs> well, think about, that's it, a, we no, want it to be this thing where she's free. She's freaking out and she's like, it's this thing just like in the moment of sort of, you know, this crazy, like, I think, I think I killed him. I don't know what to do. It's sorry, what if, Seth, you go. Oh no, no, don't apologize. Like what if what if there's I'm sorry too. <laughs> no, no, no. It's an excellent question. I think what it can be answered with it can be answered with a very specific like setup point um earlier on to where either there's a liability thing about the car that if it's been agreed upon that if uh, like the way for because I think we talked about in the background, there's all this discourse going on in the background of the story in the media where we might catch it about the safety of these cars and about whether these cars should be sure. allowed on the road. Maybe there's some liability or law or something like that about how the liability is on the driver and not on the company. And perhaps there is even a choice that can be made about the car that she consciously makes that then puts other puts the guy at risk. Like if there's a, you know what I mean? Like maybe there's something of like, you can switch this thing off and it makes her experience better yeah. in the car. And it causes, it ca- it's what directly causes, you know, the car to hit somebody instead of some kind of sensitivity thing on the car. Yeah, because I feel like up in the stakes there to make us understand why she wouldn't just call the police and be like, look, these cars, man. Like, you know, especially if she's like a very, you know, cerebral problem solver, like, you know, obviously, like we all do things when we're in shitty situations. Don't I know, but like all the people you've killed with your car, 100%. Yeah. Hey, look, (laughs) the number of times I've driven to the cemetery with a body and been like, wait, (laughs) I just called the police. But, yeah, I feel like, you know, that would be a cool thing to kind of, like, figure yeah. out. So it, yeah, it yeah. makes, like, a little more sense as to why she's, like, doing that. Um, okay, and the other, like, logistical question I had is, like, how injured is he? And, like, if he's, like, because if he's in the car for the rest of the movie without medical help, is he, like, slowly dying? Or is oh, he more, like... Question. I like the idea of him just sort of, yes, slowly he's getting... He's bleeding out. He's, he's very, very <laughs> injured um, and trying not to think about it. Um, and uh, trying to be positive, uh, I love that. but it's very clear that he is going to die if he doesn't okay. get some medical help. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and that I, helps actually too. Think, I actually also think if he falls out of the trunk, you know, and we talk about him running away. What if he can't run away and he's just kind of crawling away as fast as he can? And so she makes the car, the car turn around and follow him, him. No, the car is like driving with him, like as he's crawling and she's trying yes. to talk to him. Yeah. And then she's like, pull over and the car pulls over onto him. <laughs> 
So it's a slow, uh, you know, uh, second hit on him? Yes, this guy, is, he's in rough Love shape. It. I like but, the idea of it. Yeah, it's like funny but, to me. That yeah, it's we, like, want it, we want it, we want it to be this like movie back. that ultimately has this Absolutely. very like s- this sweet ending but throughout it it's like this weird like dark comedy where it's like really funny in a slapstick way but also like the stuff you kind of feel bad for laughing at it because it's like uh it's like it's like walking that very fine line between like like should we laugh at this oh, oh yeah. yeah love that right. that's ex- that's where i feel most comfortable personally <laughs> uh and then yeah my other question is like when she like because i know we're still working out the ending uh but like when <laughs> she does get out of the car and she's able to emerge successfully from Mm -hmm. this shitty situation. Has she saved all of the other people in their cars? Has she like rewired the system? Like, or is this just like a person personal achievement and we're seeing everyone else die? (laughs) No, we definitely, we definitely, we (laughs) talked about that. We don't want to see like families and kids and stuff and these cars flying off the cliff. There, there definitely, it would need to be something that where it's like unlocking all of the cars so that everybody can get out. But, uh, um, but what we will all, be what we will be seeing stop? like a hundred cars flying off the cliff at the same time and landing in the the bottom of the. I'm, what if thing. they all? Well, I was gonna say, what if they all stopped at the at the edge? Everyone's prepared. They're gonna be like, oh my god, this is, we're gonna die. And then it stops. And then she says something, or they say something to make their car pull just a little bit forward. And then it starts just slowly going down, like like, or it's on the edge, so where it's then like tipping, and she oh, has no. to get out of the car in order to live. Like, oh yeah, he jumps out immediately, and she's like afraid of getting out. Or she, she doesn't. She's like, this- we have to. He's like, we have to jump. And she says, I yeah. can't get out. And he's trying to get her to work up the courage. And then he's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, I'll stay with you. And he stays in the car with her. Oh, that's if nice. they're not going to go down, that could be nice. And then maybe the car goes down with them and they survive. Or she works up the courage <laughs> and gets all the out. way down the canyon. <laughs> all the way down the canyon. It just, it just turns out that actually these cars have like a built-in like air pad. <laughs> they're incredibly well made. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like everyone was going to be fine. <laughs> absolutely soft- everyone survives. <laughs> the software update added weird like jetpack technology yeah. to the car. Turns out the cars can fly now. So. Oh, all the cars go plummeting off, and it's a long pause, and then they all yeah, come yeah. flying out. <laughs> I love that that's ending. excellent. That's oh, man. Good. That's the kind of ending that I like because that's the kind of ending that goes, uh, what was the point of this movie? <laughs> and, she, and she stays in the car. Like, she doesn't change. Oh, She's they insane. fly out, but then they come plummeting to the ground, and they just crash yeah. into the ground. <laughs> Yo, this, oh, there's a lot you can do with this ending. I love it. <laughs> oh my gosh. This was my favorite idea this whole season, to be completely honest. Oh my gosh. It's so fun. Okay. I think those are my questions. Okay. okay. I have well, one comment. Let, okay. Yes, please. Hey, we could make this into a biopic. Just shove a famous person into the woodsman role. Like, she hits. It's it's George W. Bush Senior. Like it's like she is like. So wait wait wait. So that means That's we have to hit. Funny. We'd have to hit that person. We have to be someone yes. living because then we have to go hit them with our car so we yeah, can yeah, yeah. say that it's yeah. inspired by true events. Yeah. yeah, and I just wanted to volunteer myself since I have the uh, skill set. Okay, we won't That's tell great. you when it's going to well, happen. Let's... We're just going to hit you with a car at any point in the future. <laughs> well, we, it can be Greg Abbott. <laughs> and, uh, I would, I would Honestly, pro that. Pro <laughs> that. <laughs> okay, um, cool. 
Okay, Haley, we're going to ask you some questions now. Okay, um, cool. Four simple questions that we would love for you to rate one to ten, okay? The first question... Wait, one is the worst, ten is the best? Yeah. Yes. And the first question is, would you go see this movie? Ten. Oh my gosh, yeah. I am seeing wow. this movie for sure. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Yeah. Dang, started with the ten. Number two, would you recommend this movie to a friend? <laughs> okay. I feel like I'm I'm uh I'm having like an emotional journey in reaction to this question because I don't have any um, friends. <laughs> caught me. No, I feel like I know that this is the kind of movie that I would super enjoy because it's pretty batshit and <laughs> like lives on the edge of dark. But I wouldn't want my friends to live where I live mentally. So I'm I'm trying to look out for them. You know what? Everyone could deal with a little bit more laughter at, at darkness. So you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go eight. Nice. Love it. Okay, that's a solid yeah. score. Um, yeah. The third the third question. I'll repeat our assignment. Um, the the question to rate one to ten is our adherence to the assignment. So our genre was biopic. Our tone was <laughs> our tone was slapstick. Our target audience is women twenty five to thirty nine. We had to contain a scene with an autonomous car, and we had to have endless night be a part of the plot. So one to 10, how well did we adhere to our assignment? You know, I wish I could like subdivide these because some of them <laughs> you hit really well. And then others, I think, you know, um, oh. you didn't. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I like it just has to be a four. Perfect. Hey, that's great. That's we'll better than I was expecting. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. That's almost passing. Just three more numbers. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Like, just know. almost its entire score like score more and then we'd be passing it's almost passing just three yeah. more that is such a glass half full mentality yeah, I'm an guy. what can i say i really like uh, that for okay you. so and then our fourth question um Haley, is rate our overall idea the idea yeah rate the overall pitch yeah the pitch or the idea uh, idea i think is our question our, okay. our yeah, not the not question. the presentation of the pitch, but just the overall <laughs> obviously that idea we pitch work. you. Yeah, <laughs> obviously, please don't rate our pitch, Jesus. <laughs> um, okay, I know you're just looking for a number, but I feel like I have to talk my way through this a little. Do it, go for it. I think the the concept is there, gets me excited. I can see this being super funny. I can see it being like visually really interesting. I can see this being like an idea that stands out because it's really unique. I also think it's like really timely uh, and uh, deals with a lot of the anxieties that we're all going through. And also like, like on a macro level deals with like this whole like beast that is technology taking over our anonymity and our ability to like function without it. So I think it's like hitting all of the marks as far as like a marketable piece. I think so conceptually really good. I think without understanding the protagonist, because it is such a, a story that's like the crux of this, like the arc, the intrigue, the thing that we're like exploring, like we're really following this protagonist without that like depth uh, for me. I feel like it knocks it down, so, but yeah. I love it and totally. I want to see it and I hope you keep working on it. So <laughs> having said all of that, I honestly, I'm going to give you guys an eight. Hey, solid. That's wonderful. Yeah. That is that's actually 30. passing. So I think, yeah, that's very close to passing. So well, yeah, 30, what's that's our, 30's passing, right? 30 out of 40. Is that what we got? I think it's 32, right? No, 30. You're right. 10 plus 30 16. out of 40. Oh, because you're adding them up. 26. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 40, yeah 30 grade. out of 40. Woo! It's a 75. I'll take it. 
Oh, yeah, guys. Thank you for that rating. Thank you so much. All that feedback, incredibly great feedback. That makes me want to go write it now. Yes, we we only, there's like two out of the like, what, 24 or 25 ideas we've come up with that I'm actually like considering pursuing. But this one, this one turned out to be pretty good. I'm pretty. I feel honored to have sat through this. You know, it reminds me like tonally. And like, if you haven't seen this, you should go watch it. But that show on uh, HBO Made for Love. Oh, I I remember seeing the ads uh, with. uh, Oh, according to me, (laughs) it's really fucking good. Like, I love it. Isn't uh, Christina? Yeah, I can't remember. She was in Palm Springs, (laughs) Seth. Yeah, the, what? the lead, the lead in yeah. Palm Springs. What's her name? Uh, oh, she's great. Yeah, she's but it looks really good. It, I'll definitely check it out. She has like a computer like, chip or something in her head, right? And yep, her yep, like yep, abusive it, boyfriend it, is controlling her. Yeah, basically like that character, the character that like her husband is in the is like the Elon Musk or like executive of some like big tech company, and mm. you know essentially has her captive. Uh, and like she's on the run and uh, it's it's so funny though like and ridiculous and like yeah really high production value but like tech based interesting nice. stuff so yeah watch it you know <laughs> and then write it. this screenplay it's so <laughs> yes, funny we will. i love it <laughs> i'm so excited that you are getting a master's in screenwriting that's so fun so you can do it for us <laughs> hey hit me up <laughs> The Writer's Room Game Show, with me, Ryan Pollock, and Seth Worley. Executive produced by Grant Wakefield at Weekend Video, and Ann Fogarty at Plot Devices. Edited to perfection by Renee Gomez. Our art is by your buddy, Meg Lewis, and our face-melting music is by Ben Worley. The Writer's Room Game Show is a Weekend Video production in association with Plot Devices. Learn more about Weekend Video at weekend.video, and check out writersroomgame.show to listen to all of our episodes and suggest your own prompts for future shows. And don't forget to rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. It really helps our show out a lot. See you in the next one.